Chapter Fifteen of the Actress in High Life, an episode in Winter Quarters by Sue Pettigrew Bowen. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Fifteen, where Lusitania and her sister meet, deem ye what bounds the rival realms divide, or ere the jealous queens of nations greet, doth Tayo interpose his mighty tide, or dark Sierras rise in craggy pride, or fence of art like China's vasty wall no barrier wall no river deep and wide no horrid crags nor mountains dark and tall rise like the rocks that part hispania's land from gaul but these between a silver streamlet glides and scarce a name distinguisheth the brook the rival kingdoms press its verdant sides here leans the idle shepherd on his crook and vacant on the rippling waves doth look that peaceful still twixt bitterest foemen flow for proud each peasant as the noblest duke well doth the spanish hind the difference know twixt him and lucian's slave the lowest of the low child harold's pilgrimage the next morning early a numerous party issued from the eastern gate of elvis the descending road led them between the groves of olives whose sad-coloured foliage was relieved by the bright hues of the almond tree clothed with pink blossoms the scarlet flowering pomegranate the dark rich green of the orange tree already spangled over with small white blossoms yet still laden with its golden fruit and the prune trees of elvis favourites through the world leafless as yet but conspicuous by the clouds of white flowerets which covered them the roofs of the suburban quinta showed themselves here and there above the orchards and by the roadside the iris alata bloomed on every bank the air is balmy the scene lovely and all nature smiling with the sweet promises of spring is this the goddess flora leading down a joyous train to the fields below it is only lady mabel cantering somewhat recklessly downhill when she reached the more level ground she so far outrode the ladies of her party who were mounted on mules that tired of loitering for them to come up she proposed to lil who had kept by her side to employ their leisure in ascending the bare hill on their left to examine the old tower that stood solitary and conspicuous on its top from the clearness of the atmosphere it seemed nearer than it was and the broken ground compelled them to make a circuit before they reached it hence they looked down upon their friends crawling at a snail's pace along the road to badajos they rode around the weather-beaten ruinous tower it was square with only one small entrance many feet above the ground and leading into a small room amidst the thick walls what could have this been built for lady mabel asked it is one of those watch-towers called atalias answered lil many of them are scattered along the heights on the border they are memorials of an age in which one of people's chief occupations was watching against the approach of their neighbours stirring times those said lady mabel people could not then complain that their vigilance was lulled to sleep by too great security but this is perhaps a more comfortable age to us in our island home said lil the improvement is more doubtful here there was a time when your forefathers and mine thus kept watch against each other when our own border hills were crowned with similar watch-towers but never did any country continue so long a debatable land and need for so many centuries the watch-tower and the signal fire on its hills as this peninsula during the slow process of its redemption from the crescent to the cross from this point said lady mabel elvis and badajos look like two giant champions facing each other in arms each for the defence of his own border yet one does not see here any of those great natural barriers that should divide nations 
they are wanting not only here said l isle but on other parts of the frontier the great rivers the duaro the tagus and the guadiana and the mountain chains separating their valleys instead of dividing the two kingdoms run into portugal from spain the division of these countries is not natural but accidental and in spite of some points of contrast the portuguese are almost as much like the spaniards as these last are like each other for spain is in truth a variety of countries the spaniards a variety of nations at length however said she spain and portugal are united in one cause yet the portuguese still hates the spaniards said l isle and the spaniard contemns the portuguese and we despise both said lady mabel perhaps unjustly said he why to look no further into their shortcomings and backslidings to use moody's terms have they not signally failed in the first duty of a nation defending itself remember the combination of fatalities that beset them said l isle and the atrocious perfidy that aggravated their misfortunes both countries were left suddenly without rulers distracted by a score of contending juntas to resist a great nation under a government of matchless energy the most perfectly organized for the attainment of its object which is not the good of its subjects but solely the development to the uttermost of its military power they at once sunk before it showing us how completely the vices of governments and yet more the sudden absence of all government can paralyze a nation but they have since somewhat redeemed their reputation by many an example of heroism why did not the nation as one man imitate the heroes of zaragoza and Gerona, and wage like them war to the knife's point against the infidel and murderous horde of invaders exclaimed lady mabel with a flushed cheek and flashing eye that would have become augustina zaragoza herself because every man is not a hero nor in position to play a hero's part spain was betrayed and surprised the invaders came in the guise of friends under the faith of treaties by which the flower of the spanish army had been marched into remote parts of europe as allies to the french nor was the mask thrown off until long after it was useless to wear it did the world ever before witness such complicated perfidy perhaps not but i trust it is about to witness its failure and punishment we and the czar will have to administer it said lady mabel with the air of an arbitress of nations we cannot look for much help from our besotted allies here it must be confessed said l isle that an unhappy fatality in council and in action has beset the portuguese and spaniards throughout the war they have too often shown their patriotism by murdering their generals underrating their enemies and slighting their friends they have too attained the very acme of blundering doing the wrong thing at the wrong time and choosing the wrong man to do it say no more exclaimed lady mabel if that be the verdict you find against our allies i will not accuse you of blindness to their faults they are unworthy of the lovely and romantic land they live in she added gazing on the scene before her what beautiful mountain is that which trenches so close upon the border as if it would join itself to the serra de portalegre it is the mountain of albuquerque so called from a town at its foot that was the title of the spanish duke who died lately in london lady mabel remarked and in one sense the most unfortunate spaniard of our day added l isle of the highest rank among subjects uniting in his person names famous in spanish history he was brave and patriotic and though still young one of the few spanish leaders whose enterprise did not lead to disaster 
but the supreme junta in its jealousy would never entrust him with any but subordinate commands subjecting him to the orders of castaños cuesta and other inefficient leaders whose blunders his good conduct often covered when at length andalusia was lost by the folly and cowardice of others he only had his wits about him and by a speedy march saved cadiz the rabid democrats of the city repaid him with ingratitude and insults which drove him into exile and denied the privilege of falling in defence of his country he died broken-hearted in a foreign land are these people worth fighting for exclaimed lady mabel indignantly reining back her horse as if about to abandon her spanish allies to their own folly perhaps not said l isle if we were not also fighting for ourselves spain is a convenient field on which to drub the french but it is time to follow our party they now left the hill and getting back into the road galloped after their friends but did not overtake them until they had reached the little river cayo which here divides portugal from spain the ladies on their mules were grouped together in doubt and hesitation on this bank while several of the gentlemen were riding about in the water searching for holes in the bed of the stream which was swollen and turbid from the late rains you hesitate too long to pass the rubicon said lady mabel just let me tuck up the skirt of my riding-dress from the muddy waters and i will lead you over into spain she was soon on the other bank and her companions followed her the road now led them across a sandy plain which treeless and desolate contrasted strikingly with the fertility and cultivation around elvis looking at the fortress they were approaching lil remarked from the times of saguntum numancia and estapa spain has been noted for cities that perished utterly rather than yield in submission to their foes zaragoza herona and other places have in our day maintained the old national fame but badajos he added shaking his finger at the towers before him is not one of them it cannot be denied that in this struggle the spaniards have proved themselves a nation every spaniard remembers that his country was once great and is familiar with the names of its heroes speaks with enthusiasm of the cid of ferdinand cortez and a host of others when the hour of trial come the nation instinctively felt to use the language of one of their own juntas that there is a kind of peace more fatal than the field of battle drenched with blood and strewed with the bodies of the slain the patriotic fire may have flamed the higher for the holy oil of superstition poured upon it but it was kindled by noble pride and generous shame and indignation by the remembrance of what their fathers had been and the thought of what their children were to be in spite of the blunders disasters and treachery that have been rife in the land said lady mabel more than one name has been added to the list of its heroes palafox and the maid of zaragoza have won immortal fame and others less famous have deserved as well said lil before augustina this second joan of arc had stepped out of her sex to display her heroism she and others behind the same shattered crumbling wall had been showing an equal heroism within their sex's sphere women of all ranks were zealous in the patriotic cause they formed themselves into companies some to assist the wounded some to carry water wine and food to those who defended the gates the countess burita raised a corps for this service she was young delicate and beautiful in the midst of the most tremendous fire of shot and shells she was seen coolly attending to those occupations which were now become her duty nor through the whole of a two-month siege did the imminent danger to which she incessantly exposed herself produce the slightest apparent effect upon her her step never faltered her eye never quailed what a partial thing is fame he continued and how poor a motive to duty the names of palafox and zaragoza are forever wedded 
how few remember the old plebeian tio jorge who counselled and spurred on both governor and populace to their heroic defence when we remember all that the spaniards have undergone in this war said lady mabel we cannot but think that their atrocities in the new world have been visited on them at home how far we must answer for the sins of our forefathers said lil is a nice question we have some scriptural authority for asserting that responsibility and as there is no hereafter for nations they must be punished in this world or not at all i would be sorry to bear my share of the penalty of all that immaculate england has done but i do not fear the fate of spain for england Quote, that royal throne of kings that sceptred isle that earth of majesty that seat of mars that other eden demi paradise that fortress built by nature for herself against infection and the hand of war that happy breed of men that little world that precious stone set in the silver sea which serves it in the office of a wall or as a moat defensive to a house against the envy of less happier lands england against the world he exclaimed breaking off his quotation in his enthusiasm and laying his hand on his sword you are certainly a patriot said lady mabel if any amount of national prejudice can make patriotism but yours is very like the cockneys who despised all the world beyond the sound of bow-bells as to the fortress isle let me warn you to keep it well garrisoned against surprise i believe there is an obscure little corner of it called scotland which both you and the poet have forgotten i merely used england in a figure of speech said lil putting apart for the whole i will not tolerate your figure of speech as disparaging to old scotland she said but for us scots us scots lil exclaimed why it was but yesterday you told me how much you had angered moody by calling yourself an englishwoman what of that i would have you know that i have two sides to my natural character i claim the right to present my scotch or english side at will and then you cannot see the other fort st cristoval on this side of the guadiana rose higher and higher before them gazing on badajoz and its castle on the other side of the river lil thought of the failures before it and of the price in blood at which it had been bought at last we are not always successful in our sieges at times undertaking them rashly without the means of carrying them on the sabre and bayonet unaided take few walled towns they need the help of cranfield's art and he cannot work without his tools but we always beat the french in the field said lady mabel always said lil there has been no instance of a real british army being beaten by a french one none of late years said lady mabel to find a victory over us they have to go as far back in the last century as fontenoy that is not a fair instance said lil eagerly we lost that battle chiefly through the backwardness of our dutch allies and marshal saxe who was no frenchman but a german beat us chiefly by aid of the valour of the irish regiments in the french pay that alters the case said lady mabel but were we not beaten some years before that at almansa here in spain that instance is still more unfair exclaimed lil our peninsular allies ran away while we fought their battle still though the enemy were two to our one the result might have been different but the french had an english general the duke of berwick to win the battle for them and we had a french commander de ruvigny whom dutch william had made earl of galway to lose it for us then after all exclaimed lady mabel the englishman won the field yes to our cost said lil bitterly 
what made it more provoking was that we had at that very time the man to mate him and standing up on his stirrups he raised his clenched hand above his head exclaiming oh for one hour of peterborough to grapple with his countrymen and redeem the day what is the matter with colonel lill asked mrs shortridge who was riding close behind with cranfield he is only leaping back to the beginning of the last century answered lady mabel to reverse the issue of the battle of almansa why has not the colonel fighting enough before him said cranfield laughing that he must go back so far for more let us be content with what we have said lil joining in the laugh it is useless to dwell on old disasters but by way of shunning new ones it has been our constant luck to go into battle shoulder to shoulder with allies who except when in our pay seldom stand by us to the end of the day the river was now at hand turning to the right before reaching san cristoval they entered the tete du pont and soon found themselves on a noble granite bridge of many arches the voices of many singers drew their eyes to the banks of the river where they saw all the washerwomen of the city collected in pursuit of their calling and lightening their labors with song the burden of which guadiana guadiana fell often on the ear while the sunbeams bleached the linen spread out on the banks of the stream and tanned the faces of the industrious choir chanting its praise this then is the guadiana said lady mabel peeping over the parapet i feel bound to admire its broad face but miss the swift current and pellucid waters of the poetasters to whose bounties the river god owes much of his fame while you and our party loiter here searching out the beauties of the guadiana said lille i will ride on and secure our peaceful reception at the gate a spanish sentinel is often asleep and apt to prove his vigilance by firing on whoever wakes him up presently following lille who luckily found the sentinel awake they reached the southern end of the bridge and passing between two beautiful round towers of white marble now tinted straw-colour with age they entered the northern gate of the city and soon sought hospitality at the posada de los caballeros putting up their horses here they left the servants to see that a dinner was got ready this meal at a spanish inn depending less on what you find there than on what you bring with you three spanish officers were lounging at the posada one of whom immediately claimed cranfield's acquaintance and introduced his companions cranfield did not seem delighted to meet with him nevertheless he presented them to the whole party with studied politeness captain don alonzo melendez with a handsome person a swaggering air and a costume more foppish than military looked more like a majo of seville than a soldier and a gentleman his companions had much the advantage of him there but he beat them hollow in assurance learning that curiosity alone had brought them to badajos he at once took the post of guide finding that lady mabel knew enough of spanish to make a good listener he placed himself by her side cranfield escorted her on the other and thus they walked forth lil thrust into the background accompanied mrs shortridge and the rest of the party as they drew near the works many marks of injury and devastation on the adjacent houses brought the late siege prominently to their minds don alonzo melendez at once began to discourse grandiloquently on the subject his narrative was so copious and inaccurate that cranfield soon lost all patience and found it hard to keep from interrupting and contradicting him lady mabel detecting this encouraged the spaniard to the uttermost by displaying rapt attention and full faith in his glowing narrative i never before heard said she to cranfield so graphic an account of the siege and storming of badajos if our friend here talks about it much longer said cranfield in english he will forget that we had anything to do with it 
the siege was however in one sense the work of the spaniards if the traitor imaz had not sold it to soult for a mule load of gold we would not have had to buy it back at the cost of so many thousands of lives nor were any of them spanish lives he added bitterly though some were portuguese for the only spaniards at the siege were the renegades who aided philippon and his frenchmen to keep us out every spaniard is not traitor or coward said lille from behind if the brave governor monaco had not been killed in defending the place his successor imaz could not have sold it a few days after to the french as they strolled along the ramparts don alonso with a strange forgetfulness of events within the year lauded the impregnable strength of the works as if badajoz were still a virgin fortress cranfield by way of rebuking him pointed out to lady mabel the restorations he had made of the breached walls she replied that the patchwork character of his repairs were but too evident as he had invariably omitted to use materials of the same colour with the original works as they rambled through the city don alonso failed not to point out the superior size and styles of the buildings over those of elvis and lady mabel remarked that in cleanliness too it far surpassed its neighbour leading them to the cathedral their guide compelled them to inspect minutely this heavy and cumbrous building while he eulogized it in terms that might have been suitable to st peter's at rome i am sorry said he you cannot see it in all its splendour but the gorgeous furniture of the altar and the rich ornaments of the shrines are not now exhibited why not asked lady mabel in these troubled sacrilegious times the clergy think it best not to display the wealth of the church they would find it difficult to display anything but tinsel said cranfield it is two years since the golden crucifix the silver candlestick and the saintly jewellery mounted on horseback and travelled into france but the saints said lille knowing that the air of france would not agree with them wisely stayed behind as they were coming out of the cathedral mrs shortridge asked lille the meaning of the words on a tablet near them oi se saca animas they give us notice said lille that to-day souls are released from purgatory but surely the notice is incomplete not specifying whose souls they are their friends may go on spending money in masses for them after they are in paradise that would be throwing away their cash said mrs shortridge i have known good folks in london exercise their charity by releasing small debtors from prison but their bounty bears little fruit compared with that of the papist who by opening his purse rescues sinful souls from purgatory but our works as our faith fall far short of theirs and the spaniards are foremost among the faithful said lille they are greedy of belief even beyond what the church commands thus the mystery origin of the holy virgin which once convulsed the spanish church is here no longer a disputed point it is the first article of their creed as proved by their commonest term of salutation on entering a spaniard's house you must begin with the words ave maria purissima to which will be answered sin pecado concebida smithfield fires could not burn this dogma out of them and they would become schismatics if the rest of popedom were not treading on their heels yet to me this doctrine seems to sap the great christian truth that christ is god made man for it pushes his human origin one generation further back did scripture tell the name of the mother of the blessed virgin the next age might discover that she too was sin pecado concebida since i have been in this land said mrs shortridge i have seen scarcely a street or even a house which is without an image or picture of the blessed virgin and the images are often crowned with flowers she is the goddess of these southern nations lil answered and styled the mother of god 
moreover every pious spaniard regards the virgin in the light of his friend his confidant his mistress whose whole attention is directed to himself and who is perpetually watching over his happiness with the name of mary ever on his lips he follows his business his pleasures and his sins it is in the name too of mary lil continued with an arch smile that the ladies write doux send their portraits and entertain their gallants stop said mrs shortridge you are libelling our sex and your love of satire makes you as bitter against popery as old moody himself it is at least no scandal to say that under her patronage small sins are easily absolved here on the performance of certain duties of atonement what are the duties of atonement ave marias fasts and alms the alms go to the begging friars or else to buy masses for the souls in purgatory walking up the sloping street that leads to the castle they found this moorish edifice in a shattered condition a few towers only standing whole amidst the ruins from one of these looking northward across the river which ran three hundred feet below them they saw the strong fort of san cristoval towering above them while they in turn overlooked the city and beyond its walls the plain to the south not long since covered with vineyards and olive groves and the picturesque villas of the richer citizens of badajos now its bare surface was furrowed with trenches ridged with field-works and spotted with ruins the devastating blast of war had left it the picture of desolation lady mabel turning to ask lil a question saw him gazing gloomily down into the deep but dry fosse below them what fixes your attention on that spot she asked do you see where the earth shows by its colour differing from the adjacent soil that it has been turned up not long since thousands of britons portuguese and french are buried there they met but to contend yet now lie peaceably together i have more than one friend among them mrs shortridge put her hand before her eyes and lady mabel turned pale as she gazed earnestly below come she said at length we have seen enough of bloody badajos there are some feelings that may well kill the idle curiosity that led us hither descending into the town they walked into the great square their party attracting much attention from several groups of citizens and of soldiers of the garrison captain don alonso melendez stopped them here to point out various objects of interest being evidently anxious to display himself as the patron and intimate of these distinguished strangers he brought forward and presented to them two or three more of his brother officers whom he here met while he was thus engaged with others of the party lady mabel found leisure to remark to cranfield short as is the distance from elvis to badajos i fancy i can perceive without listening to the language around me that i am among a new people you may well be struck with the language said cranfield while listening to our patronizing friend here but you must not take his discourse for a fair sample of spanish style or facts of course not said lady mabel eloquence and intelligence like his are rare everywhere i trust they are said cranfield with a sneer but there is already an obvious difference observable here in the people which becomes more marked as you proceed toward castile the spaniard is taller and yet leaner than the portuguese he has a more expressive countenance a striking sedateness of carriage and a settled gravity of manner especially when silent which makes him seem wiser than he is with much elegance of form his meagre person shows that he is the denizen of a dry climate which every spaniard will tell you gives a peculiar compactness of structure to all its products the wheat of spain makes more bread its beef and mutton are more nourishing its wines have more body 
and the men more enduring vigor than those of other countries certain it is that spanish troops have often proved great marchers yet of all nations they have the slenderest legs and indeed they never use their own when they can substitute those of horse mule or burrow the heat of the climate discourages exercise on foot said lady mabel or labor of any kind said cranfield the universal cloak sufficiently proves that they are not a working people and imperfectly conceals that they are a ragged one said she had i old moody at my elbow he would remind me that drowsiness shall clothe a man in rags observing cranfield gazing round the square with much interest she said you must be quite familiar with this place i shall never forget the occasion on which i saw it first he answered i was one of two engineers attached on the assault to general walker's brigade while picton was scaling the castle walls and crowds of our brave fellows were dying in the breaches we succeeded in forcing our way into the place over the bastion of san vincente hard work we had of it and the fight did not end there for the enemy stubbornly disputed bastion after bastion on our flank and our commander fell on the ramparts covered with so many wounds that his living seemed a miracle the detachment i was with pushed forward into the town the streets were empty but brilliantly illuminated and no person was to be seen yet a low buzz and whisper was heard around lattices were now and then opened and from time to time shots were fired from underneath the doors by the spaniards the french you mean said lady mabel no the spaniards persisted cranfield and perhaps our talking friend there was one of them don alonso is an andalusian and a patriot said lady mabel and i will not have him so traduced be it so replied cranfield it is lucky for your patriot that he was not here however the troops with bugles sounding advanced up yonder street into this square and we captured several mules going with ammunition to the trenches but the square was empty and silent as the streets and the houses as bright with lamps a terrible enchantment seemed to be in operation for we saw nothing but light and heard nothing but the low whispers around us while the tumult at the breach was like the crashing thunder there though the place was already carried on two sides by picton's column and ours the murderous conflict still raged we still heard the shots and shouts and infernal uproar while hundreds and hundreds fell and died after fierce assault and desperate resistance were alike vain we pushed on that way to take the garrison in reserve but our weak battalion was repulsed by their reserve and some time elapsed before the french found out that badajoz had changed hands but it was ours exclaimed lady mabel though too dearly bought the carnage was dreadful said cranfield and when the full extent of that night's havoc became known to lord wellington the firmness of his nature gave way for a moment and the pride of conquest yielded to a passionate burst of grief at the loss of his gallant soldiers then came the voi victis continued cranfield we do not like to dwell on the wild and desperate wickedness which badajoz witnessed on becoming ours by the by just where we stand stood the gallows the gallows lady mabel exclaimed stepping back from the polluted spot you could not hang the french did you hang the spaniards who had fired on you no but lord wellington was compelled to hang some of his own heroes for making too free with what was theirs by right of conquest the young surgeon who had been listening to cranfield now thought it time to lay some of his colouring on this picture of the siege storming and sack of this unhappy city 
he told some curious and thrilling incidents but his profession getting the mastery of him he soon got to the hospital and amidst ghastly wounds horrid disfigurations and dismembered limbs began to bandage slash and saw until lady mabel sickened at the tale pray stop there you make me shudder at your hospital scenes which in their endless variety of suffering are too like the popish pictures of souls in purgatory i prefer going to dine at the posada to stopping here to sup full of horrors they now returned to the posada and had their spanish friends to dine with them lady mabel seating don alonso beside her and losing not a word of his grandiloquence after the meal the party dispersed most of them taking a siesta in order to get rid of two or three hot hours of the afternoon before they set out on their way back to elvis their spanish friends however returned and persuaded them to postpone their ride until they had taken an evening promenade on the bridge the favorite resort of the ladies of badajoz and their cavaliers during the hot weather here they enjoy an extended prospect and the cooling breezes that attend the current of a great river they found here many of the first people of badajoz and many of the spanish officers and their fair friends leaning against the parapet of the bridge lady mabel forgot the idlers walking by while she gazed on the scenery around or watched the gliding stream below and listened to lil speaking of the guadiana of its mysterious disappearance near its source its course betrayed only by the rich pastures overlying the subterranean streams of its return to daylight in the lakes called its eyes o host de la guadiana and following it to portugal to the salto de lobo so called because a wolf might leap across the deep but narrow chasm between the overhanging rocks he named the noted places on its banks and quoted many a ballad of which it was the theme presently finding themselves almost alone they followed their companions to the bridge-head and joined the large company assembled in this outwork the spanish officers had provided music for their entertainment and oranges and confectionery were handed about of the latter the spanish and portuguese ladies according to national habit et a great quantity after a pause the musicians struck up a lively segadilla the gentlemen secured partners lady mabel declining a dozen applications and with difficulty ridding herself of don alonso who could not understand how a lady who delighted so much in his conversation could refuse to dance with him the level space within this outwork was now crowded with couples the portuguese ladies entering fully into the spirit of the hour mrs shortridge and lady mabel stood aside with lil and had the pleasure of witnessing a genuine impromptu spanish ball in the open air they were at once struck with the sudden gaiety and activity of a people habitually so grave and inert but as one dance followed another the vivacity of the party increased many of the officers and some of their fair friends were from andalusia where music and the castanets are never heard in vain presently the tune was changed and the excited dancers slid over into the fandango and bolero danced out to the life in so demonstrative voluptuous and seducing a style that mrs shortridge declared such exhibitions abominable and that they should be prohibited by law while lady mabel shrinkingly looked on in bewildered astonishment she had herself danced many a time though not as often as she wished but such dancing she had never dreamed of before at this moment the sun set and the bells of the churches and convents across the water gave the signal for repeating the evening prayer to the virgin in an instant the gay crowd was arrested as if by magic the music ceased the dancers stood still the women veiled their faces with their fans the men took off their hats and all breathed out or seemed to breathe a prayer to the protecting power who had brought them to the close of another day 
all but the english officers who mingled with the devout dancers stood looking like profane fools caught without a prayer for the occasion after a short solemn pause the men put on their hats the women uncovered their faces the music again struck up and the throng glided off into gaiety and revelry as before i would not have lost this for anything lady mabel exclaimed it is so sudden and extraordinary a transition from the wild abandonment of revelry to absorbing devotion and back again to the revels without seeing it i could not have imagined it i have before witnessed and at times been impressed with this solemn call to the evening prayer misdirected though it be but here the effect is utterly ridiculous to say the least this may give you an insight into the spanish character on more than one point said lille as to their love of dancing and of the fandango in particular it is said though i do not vouch for it that the church of rome scandalized that a country so renowned for the purity of its faith had not long ago proscribed so profane a dance resolved to pronounce the solemn condemnation of it a consistory assembled the prosecution of the fandango was begun according to rule and a sentence was about to be thundered against it but there was a wise spanish prelate present who knew his countrymen and dreaded a schism should they be driven to choose between the fandango and the faith he stepped forward and objected to the criminals being condemned without being heard the observation had weight with the assembly he was allowed to produce before them a maho and maha of seville who to the sound of voluptuous music displayed all the seductive graces of the dance the severity of the judges was not proof against the exhibition their austere countenances began to relax they rose from their seats their legs and arms soon found their former suppleness the consistory hall was changed into a dancing-room and the fandango acquitted both ladies laughed heartily at this story and lil went on to say in spite of the exhibition before us these people in their serious hours retain all the gravity and ceremonious stateliness in language and manner of their forefathers in the time of charles v and his glooming son when the spaniard was the admiration and dread of europe i have been told said lady mabel that you may at this day find many a spaniard who might sit for the portrait of alva himself yes answered lil it has been well said that the spaniard of the sixteenth century has vanished but his mask remains twilight was now failing them and the party from elvis hastened back to the posada the horses had been brought out and some of the ladies were already mounted when don alonzo melendez came hastily up having followed them to take a ceremonious leave his parting words with his new friends and especially his compliments to lady mabel who did not allow herself to remain in his debt delayed them some time as they rode off he waved his hat and called out con todo el mundo guerra y pas con inglaterra we taught them that proverb long ago said cranfield by taking their galleons laden with plate from the new world the spaniard has a treasury of wisdom locked up in his proverbs said lil what a pity it is he will not take some of it out to meet the current demands on him they soon again crossed the bridge and entered the tete du point but the dancers had vanished their music was hushed nor was its place supplied by the song of the morning the chorus of guadiana guadiana no longer arose from its banks all was still dark and desolate before them meanwhile lord strathern though not given to over-caution was seized as night drew on with a sudden nervousness at mabel's taking a night ride across the borders of two such unsettled countries infested with patriotic guerrieros who sometimes mistook friends for foes 
he entertained in fact cultivated an unfavorable opinion of his neighbors the spanish garrison at badajos he laid at their door every outrage perpetrated in the country around the party from elvas would afford a rich booty in purses watches and jewelry and he thought it quite possible that after some of their allies had entertained them in badajos with ostentatious hospitality others might waylay rob and murder them before or soon after they crossed the frontier so he hastily ordered major conway to send out a patrol of dragoons to meet them and the major sent off lieutenant goring in a hurry on this service now goring had passed the day chafing with indignation at hearing of the pleasant party which he had not been asked to join and his anger was not soothed by being dispatched to meet it at a late hour when all the pleasure was over galloping on in this mood with a dozen and more dragoons behind him he came to the cayo and after taking a look at the dark current was about to cross when he heard the sound of horses feet and the clattering of tongues drawing near on the other side in the spirit of mischief he followed the impulse of the moment he ordered his men to form on the edge of the water fronting the ford to unbuckle their cloaks and throw them over their helmets and not to move or speak a word the men took the joke instantly the crescent moon already distanced by the sun was sinking below the horizon the bank of the river threw its shade over them and they stood below a dark undistinguishable mass presently the party came straggling up dona carlotta and her cavalier leading them and feeling their way down to the water this cannot be the ford said he the bank looks too steep on the other side what is that black object across the water asked cranfield from behind can the river have risen and the bank caved in it has too regular an outline for that said lil who had now come up and was trying to peer through the darkness do you not hear the stamping of a horse across the water and a clattering sound said cranfield as a dragoon's sword struck against the neighboring stirrup lady mabel said lil eagerly she had pressed close up beside him pray ride back a little way and take the ladies with you i will but what is the matter the road seems to be occupied but go at once and take them with you i wish it were daylight said she trying to laugh off her trepidation adventures by night are more than i bargained for come ladies follow me tom said lil to his groom without turning his head but gazing steadily at the dark object across the water follow lady mabel better send the doctor sir said tom doggedly he has not sword or pistol whoever they are said lil to cranfield they have posted themselves badly for surprise or attack let us form here on the slope of the bank and if they attempt to cross fall on them as they come out of the water officers and servants fell into line a badly armed troop with infantry swords and some without pistols meanwhile lil sent hattons down to the edge of the river to challenge the opposite party now hatton's knowledge of foreign tongues was pretty much limited to those vituperative epithets which are first and oftenest heard in every language he rode down to the edge of the water and proceeded loudly to anathematize his opponents in portuguese spanish and french successively having exhausted his foreign vocabulary he hurled at them some well-shotted english phrases but the heretics did not heed the damnatory clauses even in plain english not a word could he get in reply from them lil literally and figuratively in the dark grew impatient and announced his intention to commence a pistol practice on them that would draw out some demonstration he rode down to the water's edge and was levelling a long pistol at the middle of the dark mass when some epithet of hatton's more stinging than any he had yet invented proved too much for goring's gravity 
he began to laugh and the contagion seized every dragoon of the party the mask of hostility fell off and they were instantly recognized as friends to the great relief of those on the other bank provoked as they were at this practical joke their position had been too ridiculous not to be amusing after a hearty laugh they hastened to bring back the ladies who were not found close at hand for dona carlotta and her friends had been posting back to badajos and lady mabel had only succeeded in stopping them by the assurance that the road was doubtless beset both before and behind them when the two parties now united had taken their way back to elvis lieutenant goring found an opportunity of putting himself alongside of lady mabel she reproached him with the boyish trick he had just perpetrated it might so easily have had fatal consequences goring himself began to think it not so witty as he had fancied it it was very provoking though said he to be left out of your pleasant party i hope you will consider that lady mabel and forgive me for the little alarm i have given you not to-night said she my nerves are quite too much shaken but if i sleep well and feel like myself again i may possibly forgive you to-morrow End of chapter 15